0: Hello, my friends, and welcome to the What If Project podcast. My name is Glenn Siepert. This is episode number six. Episode number six, and this is an audio version of this week's blog post where I'm just kind of talking you through uh, some of the, the big pieces uh, that we addressed and uh, just kind of reading through it, maybe commenting here and there um, in case you don't have time to sit down and read it. Uh, we can talk about it on your way to work. Um, while you're making dinner, whatever the case may be. Uh, If this is your first visit to the What If Project, welcome. Uh, We we explore two big questions. Number one, what if there are ways of understanding the Bible that are different than the ways in which we typically do? And number two, uh, what if there are ways of bringing church to people instead of always trying to bring Or, let's be honest, sometimes drag people to church. Uh, So those are the big pieces that we explore. And I use the word explore intentionally because we're not seeking to answer the questions, but to explore the questions and explore uh, the many possible different answers to the questions. So uh, that's the What If Project. This is episode number six of the podcast, and it's called Jesus's Wasted seeds so a few years ago um i set out on like this mission to grow some grass in an area of the lawn that's always dead like the entire lawn could be 100 percent lime green but this three foot by three foot patch would literally always look like that darkened land on land on the lion king where like simba is told never ever go over there like it's just it just never grew grass for some reason so I set out to grow some fresh grass now what you need to know is that whenever I set out to do something in my lawn uh, I get slightly obsessive about it I mean slightly you know I research it I buy stuff I block off like literally it doesn't matter what it is hours at a time I block off to Uh, complete the task at hand and so this is what I did with my three foot by three foot space of land I researched you know what kind of seed do I buy for a semi-shady place Um, I looked up you know best practices for growing thick grass in a slightly rocky soil I wanted to know how often I should water it what kind of vitamins if any I should put in the grass Uh, do I need fertilizer like that kind of thing then I went and uh, I went out there and I watered the grass every morning at 8 a.m. like clockwork. I would get up, do some schoolwork, pour a cup of coffee, and fire up the hose. And I watered and watered and watered day after day after day. And then lo and behold, finally, uh, grass began to appear and it started to grow. And I was amazed. And it became bright green. It was super thick and it looked incredible. But but then I noticed something very odd. And I don't know if you've ever planted grass. If you've ever seen this. But a ton of the seed that I put down was wasted. Like even though a really good amount of seed took root and started to grow, a bunch of it didn't take root and it didn't grow. It just kind of laid there on the dirt, um, as if it was thrown, it had thrown in the towel and just kind of like given up. Um, a lot of the seed didn't grow. A lot of it was wasted, which brings me to Mark chapter four. Um, So far in the What If Project, we've been exploring the book of Mark. We're going to be doing that all the way through Christmas time, And we're kind of looking at the book of Mark through a lens of the background and context of the book itself. Uh, So we're up to Mark chapter 4. And in Mark 4, Jesus told the parable of the sower, where he says that a farmer went out to sow some seed. And he says that some of the seed fell along a path and birds ate it. Some of it fell on rocky soil uh, where it didn't have much much uh, soil to take root, and so it sprang up quickly, but then it got scorched by the sun because the roots couldn't go down very deep. Some of it fell among thorns and it got choked out by the plants. And some of it fell on soil where it produced a crop for the farmer. And then in Mark uh, chapter 4, verse 14, Jesus explains to his always semi-confused disciples who sometimes didn't understand exactly what he was talking about. Um, he said that the, the, the seed is the word, the word. He said the seed stands for the word. Now, I, I don't think um, he's talking about the word being, you know, the, uh, the sermon that the pastor gives on Sunday. Um, I don't think he's talking about the word of God, the Bible. I don't think he's talking about like a really good podcast episode that you heard where some big name preacher gave a ridiculously great explanation of a Bible story. I don't think those are the things that Jesus is referring to when he talks about the seed being the word. Uh, Remember when John in in the book of John, the gospel of John said that Jesus is the word and how Matthew showed us that the word that Jesus came to bring was a word of love for God and everybody else. That was in Matthew chapter 22. The seed is the word. Jesus is the word. And he came to bring the word of love, love for God and love for others. Now, follow me here. When, when Jesus, with Jesus, we're, we're talking about a guy who arrived on the scene of a church that was like a complete disaster and the complete opposite of everything that God had called his people to stand for. They took advantage of the poor They labeled people as sinners and then used that label as a license to push them to the outskirts of the church and of society. They put unfair burdens on people's shoulders and then told them that they had to carry the weight in order to gain God's approval. They let the poor get poorer, the sick get sicker, the widows suffer, the leaders formed their own little country club of exclusivity. All the while, they got richer and richer and richer and made their tight-knit club tighter and tighter and tighter. And so Jesus came along with a word. And his word was that the church wasn't doing it right. The church was doing it wrong. And he came to model something entirely different. Instead of pushing people away, he brought them closer. Instead of casting out, he invited in. Instead of bringing a, a message of exclusion, he brought a message of inclusion. Instead of outcasting the poor, he told stories about the kingdom of God being a gigantic banquet where the poor and the sick and the widows took center stage. Right? Think of the story of Jesus eating with the tax collectors and sinners. Uh, Jesus and Zacchaeus, Jesus and the prostitute, or the story of the Good Samaritan, or Jesus and the Canaanite woman. This is the seed that Jesus came to scatter, a word of love and grace and inclusion, and that he, he sowed with every word he spoke and every single move he made. Some of those seeds fell on a hard path, others on rocks, others on thorns, and some, only some, on good dirt. And so three quarters of the seeds, you could say, ended up a lot like the seed in my three foot by three foot space of grass a couple of years ago, it was wasted, right? Much like the seed that just laid on the dirt and all, but gave up a lot of the words that Jesus threw into the universe for people to hear fell on deaf ears and never made it past the rocky, thorny, hard wax inside of their ear canals. Gross. I know, but it works, (laughs) Uh, Instead of taking root in their mind, right, the seed fell off to the side. Instead of it producing a crop in their lives, it got swept away by the problems of their life. Instead of making it its way to their heart, it fell on the ground and was trampled. It happened then, and it's still happening today. We live in a world where the church might not outcast text collectors and Samaritans and Canaanites and prostitutes, but it certainly, in many cases, makes the LGBTQ community feel excluded, in many cases demoralizes women forms a club where members have to believe a certain way, act a certain way, live a certain way, think a certain way. I'm not railing on the church here. I mean, I love the church. What I'm saying though, is that we live in a time where exclusivity is still a problem, where club membership is still deep, where strings are still tightly attached to invitations given to people to come in and experience God's love. And I think those are the very things that Jesus came to put an end to. The very things that the seeds he scattered were intended to outgrow and replace. So the challenge for us isn't to ask ourselves what kind of soil we are, or how can we tend to the soil of our hearts so that we can be more prepared for the seeds that God will drop on us next Sunday in church. But the challenge rather is for us to make sure that the one quarter of seeds that hit us on the days that the dirt of our lives are, is open and good and welcoming are taking root and growing. Yet what are the opportunities you have to love your neighbor? Talk to the girl at the checkout register who's wearing the pride band on her arm. Uh, Bring your atheist neighbor a plate of Christmas cookies this holiday season. Drop off some winter coats to the single mom down the street who has three kids. Look, we're not going to nail it every time. Three quarters of the seeds, uh, Jesus' seeds of love and grace and mercy and inclusion, Three quarters of the seeds that Jesus has thrown out at us are likely going to bounce off of our sometimes hard hearts and get lost in the thorns and rocks and problems and burdens and worries of our life. But if there's other one quarter of seeds, there's other seeds that are going to take root and make for a beautiful patch of grass, if you'll get up faithfully and do the watering every single day. Take advantage of the moment, of the opportunities that you have to live the Jesus way, to welcome the outsider, to bring in the excluded, and to love your neighbor as yourself. Grace and peace to you. Much love. Have a wonderful week, and I'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for stopping by the What If Project podcast today. It was great to have you here, and I really just appreciate your your support. And hey, if this encouraged you at all, if it challenged you, if it pushed you, uh, challenged your perspective and how you understand the Bible, I would just ask that you head over to your podcast uh, listening platform of choice, whether that be iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, wherever it is that you're listening to this now, and uh, leave some feedback, leave a rating. Um, Those ratings definitely help because it helps uh, bump the podcast up a little bit in iTunes. um, And it gives people also a little bit of a kind of a look as to what to expect when they read what other people are saying about it. So if you could do that for me, that would be fantastic. Also head over to the Facebook page and um, you can go to Facebook, type in What If Project, the page will pop up, give it a like, feel free to join in whatever kind of discussion may be going on there. And also keep an eye out. Uh, for the upcoming online small group right now we're in the middle of one for mark Uh, there will be coming another one later on probably very early in the new year so if you'd like to sign up for that um, all of the things will be up pointing you in the right direction and it would be great to see you there so again thank you so much for stopping by and i'll see you next time Bye bye